South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is rugby league. Welcome into Running It Straight for another week, Wednesday the 10th of May. Coming up on the program today, hopefully, uh, Chance Nickel Klugstar. We're just trying to get through to Chance at the moment to just confirm that he's going to come on with us. So I've got uh, my squirrels out, mate. Don't worry about it. Out. Kim, he's got the squirrels out to go track him down. So uh, hopefully we've got Chance on around about 10 minutes time. You can get your questions in on double eight double three. Uh, hopefully he does come on. We can uh, put some of your questions to him. Uh, the Warriors place, uh, facing the Bulldogs this Friday. We have live commentary here on SCNZ. We'll run through the team lists, do a bit of a preview after 3.30 um, but up until we hopefully get Chance on can be to kick off the show we always review the game from the weekend which was the Warriors against the Panthers uh, there's been lots of talk this week hasn't there um, hardly on the game more on the officiating and what's ensued following with the comments of the one New Zealand CEO it's been a hectic three days mate rugby league wise what have you what have you sort of made of it all I guess what's your summation of the last four days in rugby league well I think the summation from my perspective is just the uh, passion that has sort of I guess settled within the the New Zealand public in and around the Warriors I think being less than uh, treated treated less than appropriately given the fact that they spent near on three years overseas uh, holding this competition together. And I think the frustration on the back of that, and I talked about it this week on Breakfast um, a lot, Sam, is around consistency, but defining what that consistency meant. And I think the frustration, given the fact that we haven't you know, been able to see them at home for a couple of years, um, and then we have back-to-back-to-back decisions go against us, I think people are starting to, to now wonder... Um, you know what does that mean for our club when we when we're, I guess, bordering um, making the semi-finals this year? Because that no one's spoken about that. Mm. You know we started the season really well. We're bordering, you know, being close to the top team um, during the year. We sat in second place, and now we find ourselves sitting down in eleventh. And on these back-to-back uh, decisions that have really affected the the team and the momentum of the team, the way that they've been going, given the also. The fact that we're, we've uh, copped injuries, um, suspensions, and, and lo- lost our bench at, at crucial times, I think the frustration is, is sort of bubbled to the top. Now, Jason Pine's comments, uh, are polar- Jason Paris, uh, Jason Paris's comments, sorry, uh, polarised for the fact that he's the CEO of, of the major sponsor, mm. and given that a lot of people have wanted to say something on the back of that. A lot of people have come out and spoken up. You've had Dean Bell, Logan Swan, uh, you've had Kevin Campion come out. You know, you've had a lot of people actually say, "Well, you know, it's starting to to, to wear thin with us." Um, I think the way that Andrew Webster's handled it has been spot on. You know, you, he knew that he was going to come up against it at some stage of the season, and we find ourselves three losses. Uh, going into a game against the Bulldogs before a bye where we could see ourselves sitting well outside the eight. Mm. Um, and it's really important that he, he sort of keeps the players focused on the job at hand. And I think the decisions this week to put Dylan Walker back on the bench and bring in Ronald Volkman is, a, is a, I guess, an indication that he sees where his team really needs to, to fix up some of the problem areas. And against the Penrith Panthers on the weekend, one of the the key areas that they lost was the bench. Again, they lost the bench. When the the momentum needed to to change, they never had Dylan Walker coming off the bench and changing that momentum. And I think that's happened over these last three losses. So um, 
you know, I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into that the referees are uh, the reason why the Warriors are losing. I think there's a number of mitigating factors. One is we've lost our key players. You know, Tamari Martin's out, Mitch Barnett. We don't know when he's coming back. You've had um, Maratunua Koresu's suspension. You know, the only consistent player that's been there that has been assigned is both uh, Dylan Walker and, and Jackson Ford. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, everyone else has sort of had to play a part in this year, and we knew that suspensions and injury were going to play a part. It's just that he's behind the eight ball at the moment, Andrew Webster. Yeah, I think if you're bang on about um, not having the bench impact over the last three games, that's been the biggest uh, difference, I think, for the Warriors uh, against tough opposition as well. So, parking the referee thing to the side, Kempi, and just casting your eye back to Penrith uh, on Saturday, Magic Ground up in Brisbane. Um, do you feel like? They sort of did enough with what they had. Where did it sort of go wrong for Andrew Webster's men against Penrith? Look, there's a set of six where they score that try, you know. So it goes along the the shifting edges, the sweeping plays. It looks really good. And then all of a sudden on a break, and a half break, it goes back to Tor Harris who's sitting plunk, right plunk, right in the dead set middle of the football field. And Adam Fanua Blake is running a perfect line and he hits him with that ball and he goes through. Now... If they can replicate that over 80 minutes, they are, they are one of the best attacking sides in the competition. The problem that we got is it's really sporadic. And when we make changes, and if you look at the changes that were, they, they weren't made, they had to be made. You know, And this is where the frustration sets in. So we lose um, Ed Cossey. Okay, so he, he goes and he makes a fantastic tackle on Crichton. Mm-hmm. He he does his knee in the meantime. He caps a massive hematoma in, in the in the uh, meaty part of your quad. So he has to go off. Then all of a sudden, Dallin goes off because he, he has to go for an HIA. That was a you know, one of the frustration um, frustrating parts of the game where the referee says no penalty, but we have to go to an HIA. HIA. Then Tommy Ale has to move to the edge. You've got your back rows moving to the centres, uh, and all of a sudden you've lost your shape. And I think if we can keep our team on the park for long periods of time in the right position, given the fact that we can move Dills Walker back to the bench and make an impact when we come off. I think I think we're in really good shape to make the, make the finals. Well, yeah, there's a big question mark at the moment, Kempi. I mean, what if, and it's a big what if, but what if the Warriors had a full-strength squad or team that didn't we didn't get any injuries over the course of an 80 minutes? Because we haven't really seen a Warriors team compete for 80 minutes without losing two or three guys to either injury or HIA or whatever it is. It, it's sort of an... Uh, we don't really get a true picture of where the side's at. Yeah, well, you're naive if you go into a season as an NRL coach, and I learnt this a, a, a really early t- um, time in my co- coaching career, if you don't mit- uh, bring into to, to, um, equation the mitigating factors that are actually going to kind of play play out. One of them is injuries, mm-hmm. all right, and we spoke about that. The other one is suspensions. Um, we said that, and then the rule changes and the way that they're interpreted. You know, when you have a referee and then you have a, a bunker, you know, and then you have two guys on the sideline, you have 12 cam- camera views, uh, so different interpretations. You've got to, you've got to bring those into your, the way that you're thinking. Now, They've played out for Andrew Webster. Like he, di- he didn't think, oh, I'm, I'm going to need to plan um, from game one that I'm going to lose nine players. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some stage of your career, you're going to have to say, well, what happens when I lose this player? What happens if I lose this group? How do I make my changes and so forth? And to be honest with Andrew Webster, he's kept his, he's kept his feet on the ground. He's really grounded, and it couldn't have got any worse for him, you know, as far as injuries go. So he's... 
I think, done a wonderful job in making sure that every player that comes into the Warriors puts the effort in over 80 minutes. Now, yes, they lost the game 18-6. It was a, a high-caliber game. 40 sets completed by Penrith out of 47. You know, they, they matched them, them um, as far as percentages go because the Warriors are top as far as completions go. But, but they had a better attacking game with uh, Dylan Edwards at the back and, and Nathan Cleary in the middle of the park and I thought that's where the game won Nathan Cleary knew what to do to get the game won and mate Dylan Edwards just continues to impress like if he's not in the state of origin this year even coming off as number 14 I'd play him in the middle of the park that's how that's how good he's going it's interesting um, you say that he, um, Andrew Webster wouldn't have been able to anticipate uh, eight injuries at the moment on the casualty ward for the Warriors which is the most of any NRL team currently um, and when you look at some of the other casualties clubs face certainly not their biggest players but also a lot of them due back in the next sort of round or two I'll just quickly run through Jackson Ford he's just uh, sitting out with an HIA even though uh, we've got the bye next week he's coming back obviously the following week, so against the uh, the Broncos. Uh, Luke Metcalf will obviously make his return at uh, New South Wales Cup this week, so he may be in line to get a, a starting spot after the bye. Uh, Braden uh, Williami, he's expected back after the bye. Uh, Tamaiti Martin is expected back round 15, so another four or five weeks away. Ed Cossey is a, is a TBC at the moment. Jazz Tavanga, I thought I saw somewhere 12 weeks, was it, for Jazz at yeah. the moment? Um and then Mitch Barnett, of course, who is still indefinite at this stage. I believe he's seeing a specialist this week uh, for a plan on a return to play. Let's hope that's uh, good news for Mitch Barnett. So lots of injuries to deal with to, to very key players um, as well, Kempi, which you know no coach can really anticipate. No, you can't. And unfortunate, um, unfortunately, that's the nature of the game because it's a collision sport. And you know, it's you just hope that the, the luck, and the, the the god the lucky gods are on your side to um, make sure that you get through unscathed. But unfortunately for Andrew Webster, it couldn't have it couldn't have um, turned out any worse from in the first uh, nine rounds. You know he's lost some key players and key positions, and and not just in one game. Every game he's had to rejig his side because of uh, key key players that he's signed has had has had, had to serve out a suspension or an injury. Now, given the fact that he's worked on that. Um, during the off season to make sure that the players come in and they do the job, it still doesn't, uh, I guess, equate to a to a having a, having your best side out there that know how to do the job and get the job done when you're up against these sides like the Penrith, um, like the Melbournes and like those t- teams that are at the top when you get to play them. So I think um, it showed this week. You know, he's moved Dills Walker back to the bench. He knows that the bench is struggling to make that impact that Dylan Walker was making when he. Uh, was coming off in that number fourteen jersey, and I think it's a it's a key switch this week to have Dills back there and Ronald Volkman back in uh, the number six jersey. He's obviously given him a shot and said, "Well, you know, given the fact that we need to make these changes so that we have this impact over eighty minutes, because that was the key lesson for me on the weekend, Sam. Uh, the first twenty minutes was very good. The the next sixty was just stale. Yeah, all over the Panthers in the first twenty minutes. Uh, very very important two points uh, on offer as well on Friday night against the Bulldogs. We'll talk about that game after three thirty. Uh, we will try uh, Chance again. We're just going to take a short break. We are struggling to get through to him, so we'll give him a call during the air break. Hopefully, we'll be able to line him up. And just a reminder as well, we've got this great uh, prize package up for grabs at the moment. We're just looking for one New Zealand Warriors' biggest fan. All you got to do is call 0800 37 Go Warriors. Leave a voicemail and tell us why you're uh, the Warriors' one big fan. You're into 
win a massive fan experience that includes trips over to Aussie and includes mobile phone data plans accommodation everything it's a great prize and all you have to do is ring up and leave a voicemail it can be as uh as serious or as funny as you like but it's a pretty easy thing to do and you can put yourself in the draw for that experience uh, we'll take a break here on Running It Straight thanks to South Seas Healthcare Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider hoping crossing our fingers for Charles Nicole Klukstar on the other side